if you have demons chasing you, it's more likely that you're gonna push to the outside limits of extreme fitness. And there's something about the pain and self-torture that I somehow makes sense to me. If you have demons chasing you and you go into a fitness thing where you're torturing yourself, that kind of makes sense. It's almost like you're choosing a physical pain that you're in control of instead of an emotional psychological pain that you're definitely not in control of. Coming all the way from Minneapolis to Washington, D.C., we now bring you Enter the Freud. Warning, this is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Listen at your own risk. All right, so we did uh, a Spartan race this past weekend, and now we got to figure out why the fuck we did that. It doesn't it seem like there's a explosion of like extreme fitness over the last 10 years like everyone's got some Spartan race or Tough Mudder or um ultra marathon or I was talking about the Spartan race to someone yesterday and they were saying they they knew a guy who ran as far as he could for 24 hours straight. He just ran for 24 hours nonstop. <laughs> so there's just like this like movement of extreme fitness right that has like emerged i think recently yeah yeah there there's a couple hardcores that have been doing it for a while but it's super recent certainly within the past 20 years yeah and so it's it's like the question naturally arises for us psychologists i mean you and me we go and do the spartan race but then as psychologists we have to be like why the hell do we do that to ourselves because there's something on your after you were looking at your Fitbit it was like your heart rate you averaged like a hundred and sixty something beats a minute uh, averaged over like 50 minutes which is just like insane that's just like insane levels of pain and abuse to subject yourself to right um, a, a, a friend of mine who's a big fitness guru I told him that he's like that's crazy he's like because like the maximum safe heart rate is supposed to I forget what it was but like 220 minus your age so you were like nearing the maximum safe heart rate and you sustained that on average for 50 minutes yeah with it peaking at 183 right okay so that and that's so that's like pushing the edge of what you're capable of and uh, what's safe I, it, and you you did so well porn finished fifth out of 866 and so to finish that high you have to push yourself to the edge of intense pain and like pushing what the body can do and and I was doing I did well too but not as well as porn and I was like in extreme pain so often and then now that we're sitting here in our psychology costumes we gotta ask why the fuck do we do that and why do humans do that and why has there been an explosion of these crazy extreme fitness things over the last 10 years you know that seems like this question we got to confront yeah that you know you know it's really unbelievable is when i when i look at how far you and i went because when we first started running we were actually just talking while we ran which is like considered absolutely unprofessional and like that is not how real racers go apparently because <laughs> we were just like wow this is a lot harder than we thought 
<laughs> and just totally. like, hey, look at these guys passing us. Shit. Well, whatever, you know. And like those big lumbering, like tattooed, muscly guys. I was like, shit, we're so in trouble. And then it was so strange. Like within a mile down the road, pretty soon those dudes are bent over at the waist and then lying on the ground by the obstacles as they just like fall off. And it's like so strange to watch. And so, so um, there's this, this dude in my gym who's literally looks like one of those, uh, um, like, like the original sprinters before Hussein Bolt. Like they're just so ridiculously jacked up and down, right? He yeah. absolutely, I should ask him what his career was before this because it's unfucking, his, his stature is phenomenal. Yeah. And I told him about this race and how scary everyone looked when we got there. And then, then as we started just like running and jumping over their corpses by the middle of the race, and just like, boom, the monkey bars, and they're just like all just like cascading off of them as you just cruise past. And he's like, and when, 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 you're, when we were leaping over their corpses, it begs the question of, you know, because I felt like a corpse, but I just kept running. Yeah. And... And so the guy who's laying down or, or hunched over at the waist, I felt like that. I wanted to do that, but I just forced myself to not do it and just subjected myself to more pain. And it kind of brings up the question is the difference between me leaping over the guy's corpse or the guy laying on the ground, is it a psychological one or a physical one? It might just be a psychological, because some of them, like you say, like remember at the very beginning we were running and there was this tall, thin, super muscular guy with dreads who looked in his body looked way better than yours and mine and we quickly passed him and then i saw him finish much later than us and so his physical ability looked much better and so it could just be his ability to push through pain was lower and if that's the case then the key thing is psychological not physical right it's definitely both and the psychological component may be the biggest element that n none of us could have anticipated. Right. And okay, so if that's true, that it probably fits into this question I'm asking of why do we do that? And I think part of the, I've been thinking about this and I don't know the answer, but here's a the couple of interesting ideas I have. Is one somewhat obvious one is that humans evolved over millions of years in extremely difficult circumstances and now we've reached this place where our lives are super luxe and easy and that somehow since we evolved for extreme distress and hardship we actually do better when we're under hardship and when we get soft and lazy like a depression or an angst or a loss of meaning malaise thing happens and then when we go and put ourselves under stress somehow it is like a corrective healing balancing thing to our sense yeah. um well, so it's kind of like uh, animals need to be under extreme dis physical distress and when we're not like we aren't anymore in america in the 21st century then we go and seek it out like uh, artificially yeah but but so if we did truly seek out that pushing yourself beyond yourself well 99 percent of the population who just 
ended up lying on the ground in this in this 5k that we did like their their expectation of themselves is so low it's remarkable because in all seriousness Dave that was like maybe 50% of my effort like I could double that without a doubt and then I wow. would die like like I could absolutely double the, the amount of strain that I put out and but like, and that and then that makes me think and and I don't know but I almost want to use the difference between you and me that we could examine because I could in theory I could double the amount of effort but I won't I wouldn't and I won't because it just seems like I could also take a knife and stab it into my shoulder if I wanted yeah but I won't I won't do that and to to subject my, I mean, I feel like I subjected myself to a lot of pain in that Spartan race. Not as much as you did to yourself, but a lot. And I could subject myself, and I probably will, just for the experiment of it, to more. But I don't, for, I don't think that I want to or will subject myself to the degree that you want to and will. Well, so I just know something about myself through various experiences in the past the one variable that pops to mind is that your childhood was extremely traumatic and my childhood compared to yours was super fucking easy um i mean nobody's is mine had various emotional wounds and shit but yeah, yours yeah. Was, your, yours is on the bell curve yours is pretty fucking far out on the trauma and pain and battle of life and so maybe that's create maybe now you're more likely to go find new fights whether it's that surfing thing you're talking about or whether it's really pushing yourself to an extreme level in the spartan race yeah i i literally have no idea right like it it i think you're absolutely on to something because we might look at then there's plenty of people who grew up right next to me and you look at them today they don't have this they were right mm -hmm. there with me in the in the himalayas going through the same amount of this like fight to live experience and today they're just like soft avoidant of anything scary yeah right? they have become the exact opposite seriously anything traumatic or scary oh get that away from me i don't know what my problem is remember in the and when we were shooting the video in hollywood you were talking about when you're flying out here that this race became a very important thing in your consciousness about symbolizing like where you are at in life. Yeah. So that's that's a key to why people do this. And you can repeat kind of what you said, but it, but it's basically like humans are looking um, for the next mountain to climb and if they climb it, it will make them feel like they've arrived somewhere and their life has meaning. Because look, flying out here, I started to have a really bad experience of acknowledging that it's actually happening to me right now and i didn't know it uh -huh. i didn't know it that like i was like oh i just want to succeed and become a doctor and then and then as a doctor i need to be good enough doctor and then i was like and then, oh and also the spartan race we we're doing you were doing the spartan race to kind of like yeah be a, a mountain climb the spartan race became that and i never wanted to do the fucking race but you somehow talked me into this shit yeah. but then it's like it, like that the Spartan race really pointed out like, fuck this race, 
fuck this stupid thing that it's like manufactured to somehow deliver this thing to us. And I'm like, it's not going to work. The thing that's coming for me is so big because it's like, oh, I had to overcome so much shit to become this doctor, yeah. right? I had to become like, oh, you're illiterate. Okay. Become literate. You, you have all these problems. Okay. Overcome those problems. Oh, then you're going to do this thing. And, and then I realized, oh my God, I've finished the whole thing. Yeah. My project is completely done. I've made it as far as I can as a psychologist. And I'm like, I either have to now like turn it into a business for business sake. Because as as a craft, I think I've done it. I've made it as far as it it goes. Any any further is just like delusional. Really. I I think I'm as good as I'll ever get. And then I'm like, oh my God, what will I do? And I I could feel it happening to me on the plane. On the plane out here. And I was just like, oh shit. Like emptiness started to emerge, yeah. and 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 then immediately I thought like, I need booze. If you have demons chasing you, I think it's more likely that you're gonna be you're gonna push to the outside limits of extreme fitness. And there's something about the pain and self torture that I somehow makes sense to me. If you have demons chasing you. And you go into a fitness thing where you're torturing yourself. That kind of makes sense. It's almost like you're choosing a physical pain that you're in control of instead of an emotional, psychological pain that you're definitely not in control of. And and the, something about the being in the physical pain, I think, um, uh, kind of like through endorphins or I don't know, adrenaline or something, kind of medicates out or, or helps push away the psychological pain you know what sometimes when i'm just like on a normal day before i'm going into the office i will like subject myself to some kind of strange training like i'll run all 34 flights of stairs in my building and like just straight and it takes about five minutes to do if you run it right Mm -hmm. And, and then I'll, I'll like make it hard so that I can only inhale while I'm on the flat parts. Like on the stairs, I have to exhale. And then like, this is so stupid now that I'm think now that I'm saying it out loud. But I play these stupid games with myself, trying to make things harder and harder. And in my mind, what I do, I, I like have a mantra where I say like, I'm building a strong psychology. I'll, t- I'll literally yeah. say that to myself. I'm yep. building a strong psychology because as my body is just like telling me to quit, like, dude, you can just walk the next six flights of stairs. And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. My, the completion and so, of metaphor For some reason, when you say you're building a strong psychology, it makes me think of this metaphor of the demons chasing us. It's like you're building up strength kind of against those demons. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and and it, it's just kind of interesting thing. You're building up physical strength by by running upstairs or doing these fitness things. But there, you're right, there is some psychological strength because you're building up the psychological strength to tolerate intense pain. Well, if you don't know that you can tolerate this pain, this is what happens to a lot of my anxiety patients and what becomes the thing that they learn from my office is they learn that with enough conditioning into like, hey, guess what? We're gonna learn how to deal with and not only examine what causes this kind of a fear of you freaking out in front of people, having some kind of a panic attack, having some kind of a, uh, 
uh, social anxiety that makes it difficult to speak in front of people. But as you condition yourself to be able to do that and just keep going in like keep keep giving a speech through the fact that you're running out of or, or you stumble just the way that I did. Right. I paused inappropriately in the middle of that sentence. It's like a lot of people think that, oh, no, that's the end of me. I shouldn't I shouldn't keep going or I'm I'm talking like I'm out of breath and it's like great fucking do that. Right? If you if you know that you can do that and keep going, it has some kind of a different effect on your presentation. You might actually come off as somebody who's very passionate about what you're saying. Really? And yep. so then that that anxiety transforms into some kind of a functional aspect in your life. And and when people have this revelation it's like so liberating. It's ultimately liberating. And, and the, the only, th one, of the, one of the most effective ways, it certainly isn't the only because we're taught multiple ways to deal with anxiety, but I, one of my favorites is to condition oneself to tolerate unusual levels of psychic distress. And that is, I think that what that sentence you just said is a good summary of what you were doing, why you did so well in the Spartan race. Yeah, it, it certainly explains the mentality. Remember afterwards? Remember after when I was like, dude, I feel like connected to the universe and, and you, I could see it in your face. We were both like, hi. It felt so good, man. <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell is that? Well, that's a, that's a good question, and it's part of the reason that people do these extreme fitness things is because there is this extremely good feeling. The or the uninteresting, ordinary answer is that there's an endorphin release when you like push yourself to some edge. Um, but yeah, there was a sense of being the champion. There was a sense of being connected to some big group. Um, heroic project and yeah. we did a really good job at that but but then see we didn't even know that we did well yet we we had no idea where we scored well yeah until we saw the results we didn't know how well we did but we still passed like 300 people <laughs> on the course yeah. so we knew we had to do pretty fucking well yeah okay okay yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and really, no one passed me. Like you, you and that other guy and Rhiannon passed me. Um, but probably you probably had zero people pass you. Yeah, I, nobody passed me. No, and I think no, you no, passed no. me and that other guy at the beginning, but nobody else. No, it's not true. People would pass me periodically. They would like get. They would come up, and I would hear them huffing and puffing and trying to like, okay, on your right, on your right, and they would pass me. And then very soon we'd get to an obstacle and they would just be like fucking lying around, like holding on sideways, just yeah, stuck yeah. there doing something weird. And I'd just yeah, be yeah. like, boom, I'm past. I finished every obstacle in like five seconds. Yeah, that, that is true. People, they'd get this burst of inspiration and pass me. And then like 17 seconds later, I'd pass <laughs> them and, and never see them again. <laughs> It's like it's like they would see you going and, and it would turn on some thing of like, ooh, there's I gotta beat that guy. And then yep. they would go, ooh, and they would trudge past you. And they but this is like in the middle of the race, people just became trudgers. 
And then, yeah, totally. Like, and I just remember, like, do you remember the sounds coming out of you as you were breathing? Like, yes. It was like I, I remember just kind of like grunting and getting in, like, Hoo, yeah, yeah. Hoo. I would, I would like come off of a, off of a, the, of a one of the obstacles and slide off, and I hit the ground just, Hoo. that, that literally what would happen to me. Yeah, okay, so back to your question of, and so why did we do well? I think it's just what we're saying is that but it's Why a did psycho- you do well, Dave? Like, why? Well, um, I think that I, I don't know. I feel, I don't know if it's the same or different from you. I did well. I think because, I think it's mostly just because of a discipline that I've internalized. And so I, I, I have a disciplined weekly routine of, diet and exercise and I've had that for years so I'm in basically good health and then that discipline is like okay I'm gonna do this race and if I'm gonna do something I might as well do a good job and some experience of pain and discomfort yeah it sucks but it's just not that important being in pain is not that big of a deal so just suppress that and keep pushing yourself to do a good job it just sort of seems like the thing to do so fucking you know, suppress the pain and like do a good job at this. Yeah, does that transfer into like the regular sense of life, into your relationships, totally. into yes, the struggle, everything. right? The struggle everything. of parenting, business, the idea everything. that you're gonna freak out, that your investments lost $10,000 this hour. And then like, like, isn't this some kind of a strange capacity? And can one, t- can one cultivate this capacity so that it, tr- and is it like the reduction of anxiety that as anxiety reduces in one area, it kind of transfers across, thus we have generalized anxiety disorder. Anxiety translates to all of your, your senses of self in the way that this tolerance of the unknown and the, the scary and the, the pain translates across. And, and yes. did, did we just figure out that it's totally trainable? Is that what we just are deciding? Well, I think it's trainable, but I do kind of think that it, you really should train it in kids so that kids have internalized this. Because I think if you go through childhood and adolescence and you haven't learned it, I think it's hard to train it. But yeah, it's, so basically it's self-discipline. It's like doing the right and good thing to do rather than the thing that feels best to do. Rudolf Steiner um, talks about this cultivating the will in children and how it's important to cultivate will in children. And Rudolf Steiner has this super weird and cool idea of freedom. He says that true freedom is when you can choose to do what you don't want to do. Most people think freedom is Oh, I get to do whatever I want. And yeah. Rudolf Steiner is saying, freedom is when you can choose to do what you don't want to do because it's the best thing to do for life. I don't want to do it, but I've, I've cultivated the will. I've, I have the self-discipline where I can choose to do what I don't want to do. That was probably the best synopsis and, and <laughs> that, that was the best wrap-up of this discussion. I could, that, was, that was excellent. And that's why I have a picture of Rudolf Steiner right behind me. Yeah, yeah, right like, over your, your, your left shoulder. Yeah, that's so, I think that that really sums it up to some degree. And if I could, if, if we could, as a profession, psychology would, would maybe be a, a, a legitimate practice again if we could deliver this to, to humanity. 
If, totally. if we could somehow lend this, because I, I hear the exact opposite. People don't want to finish their, their, or they don't want to even start their homework or their job until they feel like it. Totally. It's like, yes. good. Okay, don't do this race. Like, don't don't do the obstacle until you feel like it. And there was tons of them just standing there waiting to yes. do the obstacle until they felt like it. Totally. And that's one of the huge problems with America in this day and age is we all, America thinks, I should only do it if I feel like it. What I feel like doing is very important. And what Rudolf Steiner is saying is, what you feel like doing is utterly unimportant, except that you need to learn how to do the opposite. <laughs> yes, I, it's, I think that's fantastic. That, that yeah, that's should cool. be our message. Let's go. Let's go.